A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Square Ball Podcast. Hello, welcome to the show. It's brought to you with Levi Solicitors, who will give you 10% discount on your legal fees at levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Dan here, along with Michael Normanton and Daniel Chapman as well, Moscow White. TSB Plus, extra stuff this week. We've got some Warnock over on um, Propaganda Extra, haven't we? The bonus bits of Propaganda. That's yep. good fun. Narrowly avoiding a... Uh, uh, was that, I'm trying to, I was just trying to think, if was that on the main show or the Propaganda Extra where we narrowly avoided a the, call the, from his lawyers? Yeah, oh yeah, it was extra. That's why we put it over there. Hopefully so, it's all the shows. <laughs> all the shows. And maybe not narrowly, but widely. I think we skillfully <laughs> navigated around it. <laughs> <laughs> we did indeed. That's over there on the um, on the feed for TSB Plus members as well, if you want to find that. Priority access to the match ball, which is bags of fun at the minute, isn't it? Oh my word, how could you, how could you win, wait a second? Win after win after win, really selling it, but details on all that, if you want to support us, the squareball.net forward slash plus. And a quick reminder, under a week to go now, just a few days until the voting closes for the FSA Awards. If you want to uh, give us your backing, it's a public vote for Fan Media of the Year. We've been shortlisted in that one. Desperately need your votes. The squareball.net forward slash vote category four and um, there you will find us and just put a little blob in the box and then press send if you want to you can vote in the other categories if you want but don't feel obliged to just please get us the win please alright then into it part one of the show news headlines we'll rattle through the um, the main headlines and pick up whatever threads you want really Jesse's not been sacked as of 11 o'clock on Wednesday morning um, rumours of Deitch I'm looking at you there Michael no comment <laughs> We've got Christmas fixture changes, yay. Uh, the under-21s are good, so we can put all our hope in them. And the women have progressed in the FA Cup as well, which is good news. So where are we starting? I mean, should we talk about Jesse not being sacked? Because nobody's talked about that this week. I did spend most of Monday just checking Twitter, thinking, come on, come on with the announcement. We know it's coming. But then as it got to sort of towards dinner time, I was then thinking, mm, they're hanging on, aren't they? They don't want the new manager's first game to be a pasting against Liverpool, which yeah. is maybe if, fair enough. If you want the bounce, it's got to be against Bournemouth, hasn't it? Probably trying to find somebody this week. Do you want to? You want to come in, take over Leeds? Oh yeah, what's the first game? Bournemouth. I mean, it can't be easy as well for Victor having to scour the Belgian third division to get our next coach. He's done the scouring. We had a, a list of forty managers that they chose Jesse Marsh from. So who was second? Find one of them that's out of work because I can't imagine anybody giving anybody who is worse than Jesse Marsh off that list a job. So they should be available. Only slight thing there is um, that Jesse Marsh was his choice because he liked the Red Bull style. I'm not so sold on it at the moment. I'd like for that to change. I'd mm. like us to win some games, but maybe, I don't know, draw up the list again. Think of different parameters. Put the algorithm spreadsheet thing down. Try a different one. Maybe Marsh will sort it out, turn it round, and we beat Liverpool, we beat Bournemouth, we beat Spurs, we go on a run, we qualify for Europe. <laughs> I mean, Red Bull Leipzig beat Real Madrid last night. Yeah. So that was, obviously they wouldn't have done it if Jesse Marsh was in charge, because <laughs> they wouldn't have... They wouldn't have qualified for the thing. Uh, it's, kind of a, it's awkward because if that did happen, because it could happen, stranger things have happened in football, then Jesse Marsh turns this round. But I don't know if I would like him less. 
because he'd be insufferable, wouldn't he? Can you imagine when he, a year from now, he'd still be going like, you know, we had, we had the dark times and we turned it round. So we, we would never, ever be able to be bad again without him referring back to, oh, you know, nobody thought we had a chance and we came back and we, we did it. So it, it's, Come on, um, being unbearable twats is the best thing that we do. Yeah, well, no, no but him being unbearable. So, so it's a difficult situation when you're trying to kind of like, if we're not sacking him, what is the plan? Is, is, are we actually thinking he is going to turn this around and it's going to be like an all-time redemption story that like gives the title to his autobiography or something? And then when he's, you know, when he's made president, like, this all began. I was, on my, I was out. I thought I would never work in football again. Sacked we... in the morning is the title of the autobiography. There we go. I thought after losing to Fulham, <laughs> I was out of football. I was out of everything. I was ready to just go back to just going around the world. He says he wants to get to 100 countries. He's on 70-something, I think. So there's another 20-odd countries <laughs> to go. It was great watching you try and work that out then. That was very I can enjoyable. never tell if it's 15 or 25 after 75. <laughs> um, you know, so he could be thinking about all that now, but then, you know, what a story it will be. And I'm sure we'll hear a lot about it if he manages to bring this back and do something. So, well, do you know what? And it would be good I, for us. It would be damn sort easier if he did. Yeah. Yeah, but we'll get on to the Liverpool, um, well, Liverpool preview in part two. But on the managerial changes, obviously we've seen them in the Premier League, and it's, it's isn't it funny how football works that because Villa have blinked and then they won straight away, and then they've put Emery in. It's obviously then been held up as the kind of the, the the standard bearer for what you have to do under these circumstances, and it's making people more annoyed at Leeds United because Villa have done something. Mm, I think we probably wouldn't have managed to get Emery though, would we? Because we'd have said. Well, how much money is there to spend? Well, if you sell some people, maybe a bit. How many left-backs have you got? None. How many strikes have you got? Two who are both rubbish. Brilliant. Well sold. I'll, I'll see what else is available. Or maybe I'll just be happy to stay at Villarreal for a little bit longer. It's annoying because at the start of the season, it felt like we might be competing with Villa for that around that kind of mid-table-y... Well, we are. We're competing with them at the bottom. Well, yeah, that's true. Because Villa are a bit of a strange... A shadow club to us because we keep seeing the headlines of what they do. You know, they sign Coutinho and they beat us and they, they get, you know, MRA and all this kind of stuff and they, they sign big expensive players, but they still end up rubbish. Like the reason they've got Unai MRA now is because, um, well, to go back from it, they sold Jack Grealish and they were like, oh, we're going to invest that money really sensibly. And we're all like, oh, why can't we invest sensibly? And that didn't work. So they had to sack Dean Smith. And then they, start, they brought in Steven Gerrard and you got Coutinho. And we're like, oh, why can't we have Steven Gerrard and sign Coutinho? And that hasn't worked. Coutinho's been rubbish all season and they've sacked Gerrard. And now they're getting Unai Emery. It's like, oh, well, why can't we get Unai Emery? It's like, every time you hear about Aston Villa, it's because they've done something good to fix the last good thing they did that turned out to be fucking rubbish. So, I, so I we get, shouldn't do anything? No, we've got to do something. But it's just <laughs> kind of Villa, they annoy me in that respect is that they keep popping their heads up as like, this example of how to do things right. But they keep getting it wrong. But they keep getting it wrong. Yeah. And that's the reason why they're always making these strong, decisive decisions and they're going out, you know, the whole reason they bought Coutinho was because the money they got for Grealish, they didn't spend it well enough on new players. So they were like, we'll, go, we'll have to go out and sign some more. And I don't know how much Emery will have to spend because they, you know, when you talk about the profit and sustainability stuff, Villa have gone differently towards where they've spent it all and then I don't know how much headroom there is left for him so under those circumstances he might have come so I think he's up for uh, he wants to prove himself after Arsenal doesn't he so it's like, like Jesse Marsh wanted to prove himself after the failure at, um, at Leipzig so yeah I mean this is the thing is most managers kissing cousins the one thing they have done quite well well I guess no they haven't done it well because you think they've done it with Gerrard 
most managers, if they're out of work, have failed. And that was the thing with Jesse Marsh, is he had just failed at Leipzig, so we're bringing him in and thinking, oh, he'll improve, he'll come back in the way that the manager we had, he's failed and he won't be able to, but Jesse Marsh will. But then Vela have gone the other way where Gerard has kind of left Rangers on a peak and Emery has left Villarreal on a peak. But Gerard didn't do any better. He just went from a peak to failing. It's, you know, everything tends towards failure in the end, <laughs> Great. It? So you're kind of trying to... Kind of <laughs> happy happy Wednesday, kids. Fend it off. Again? Fend it off. Well, even, you yeah. know, Liverpool getting to this time... Uh, well, not even this time last season, last April or spring, they were talking about can they win four trophies and now they're looking absolute shambles. So it's kind of everything. A club in decline. You can't fight gravity Until they forever. play Leeds. Mm. Um, which we'll we'll like, fix that we'll for them. Get, get into that on part two. Deitch. We don't want him, do we? I don't think so, do you? I mean, the the thing is, obviously, because it's we're still everyone's still looking at Bielsa, aren't they? From So you can't really talk about Marsh properly without talking about Bielsa because the two are so inextricably linked by the club, we should say, because they spoke openly about him being a, a natural successor, which has proven to be um, hogwash. Um, so the, the next guy is still going to be compared to Good Bielsa. use of the phrase hogwash, by the way. Thanks. You don't hear it very often. Clean that pig. <laughs> yes. And everyone's is that gonna... what hogwash means, or is it what the... Keith Stroud's uh, internet search history. Everyone, Everyone's going to be compared to Bielsa until somebody comes in and basically has their own style that works. Uh, is, the, is the long shot of what I'm arguing. Mm. I mean, it's worth saying that the Deitch stuff seems to have come around from a more... The main source seems to be a fake Twitter account. Yeah. Yes, Juan Martinez, who... who uh, is, it may be real. I, his I mean, bio says, Juan Martinez, football journalist, uh, message for business inquiries, nicknamed Juan Kerr. Right, yeah. So, um, and he's, uh, his header image is um, a screenshot from the Just Joe podcast where he seems to have photoshopped himself in as if he's the guest. Right. I, with, think, he, uh, I think he might have been on it. Really? But, um, okay. But well, yeah, it's, it, it's noticeably not a video. It's the same still image as he has on his... Um, is it a man faking a Spanish yeah, accent? Yeah, I think that's why I don't believe this happened. But yeah, that's where it comes from. Hogwash is a food. It's what you feed to a hog. Isn't that um, swill? Pig swill. Same thing. It's kitchen refuse uh, from Middle English. Hoggy, hoggy swash was the Middle English. Refuse of the kitchen for feeding pigs. And the thing with Daesh is I can't remember Burnley, but I know they got into Europe at one point. But if you look at the kind of average position, I'm sure they probably spent most of all that time in or around the bottom three. So the idea that Daesh solves the problem that we're in, which is being too close to the bottom, um, I don't think that's like what he does really necessarily. It's it's just kind of, I think he's more of a, less of a person. He's more of a shorthand, like of why can't we just have, somebody who will stop us from losing. That's it. I mean, that's, I keep thinking that. I, just I don't think Dyche has ever done I will it, say really. Burnley's, Burnley's Premier League placements, though. Um, so they are 16th, 7th, 15th, 10th, 17th relegated. Yeah. So there's a mixture. Yeah, but I'm thinking of, like, during the seasons, were they ever, like, firmly top six and then they drop to 10th? Or are we talking more it's bottom six and then they rise to 10th? Mm. It's that kind of thing, isn't it? They spend but that seems to be the, the nature of the Premier League, doesn't it? The, the it's other a small 14. league. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can we need to you go can, back to the world of 24. The old sawtooth pattern. Yeah, well, if we go, there's every chance we can go back to the, the world of 24 if we carry on on this trajectory, isn't it? Um, I just want, obviously, everyone's had this. You've had so many tweets saying this, but because you're arrogant, you don't reply to them, Michael. You're a dreadful person. Um, <laughs> so there's just had so many, haven't you? I know, I realize. I'm just joking. The Dutch tweets, yeah. Yeah, people saying, please have, have it happen just for Gosh, this, please, no. the purposes of the There are many, show. many reasons I don't want Dutch. <laughs> you're not arrogant, by the way. I was and, just joking. And I, and I can't. <laughs> I can't pretend that that's not one of the main ones that I'd have to 
have to do that voice on a regular basis, but please can it happen. Let's just have someone better. Yeah. Someone more fun, but let's not let Victor Orta choose him. I don't think it helps us either. We need wins and also the way what we do have in the squad is attackers who should be playing better. And I think if we give Harrison, Aronson, Sinistera, Somerville, bring Dan James back. Um, but those kind of players, if you give them more things to do rather than just pass to the D of the box at all times and run to the D of the box at all times, I think they might be able to come up with a few more interesting things in attack than we see at the moment. And so the thing, the idea of like, we'll bring in a Deitch and go ultra defensive kind of doesn't make use of what there is in the squad that is actually, that could be better than it is performing. I would rather go back to attacking and trying to score more rather I mean, it's than what, trying to it's stop actually, the goals. It's what Lampard's done at Everton, isn't it? He's gone a bit Deitch. Very S- much so, yeah. Sit deep and then just Waste hit, time, hit people on the deep. break, yeah. Yeah, but as Moscow said, I think to make the best of what we have, you need to get Sinistera, Aronson, Jackie, Somerville, whoever's in that, that attack. I know we have a problem with the strikers, but the people behind the strikers, I actually think they're all quite good. So get them scoring some mm. goals. And you can forget as well, if you do that, if you're sending... Um, I mean, we're back to talking about width, but if you're sending uh, Harrison and Sinistera down the bylines to cross, you're less worried about uh, Stroke and Christensen or Ailing getting forward to provide that width so they can stay back and you're not getting caught on the break. And it's it somehow, it always seems to end up being Somerville the only one back, I think, because it comes from corners. But um, <laughs> stick, the, stick the big guy up front, etc. Well, you're not being exposed on the break the way we are. We'll have four players back instead of two centre-halves because there's less pressure on our uh, non-wing wing-backs right. to get forward and provide some width that the wingers that we have aren't allowed to do. So it could help immensely if we just didn't play the way that Jesse Marsh wants to. <laughs> <laughs> Might be. Uh. But then, you know, a lot of it is, and you've got to accept it, is there's kind of the that's teetering back to a let's play how we did under Bielsa and, you know, we were being exposed at the end of... Just uh, somewhere somewhere in between would be fine, you know. I if think we, if we played thing. a bit of attacking football and weren't perhaps so narrow all the time. Mind you, we've got a startling revelation about width coming up, haven't we, in part two of this? That's true, yeah. Forward, but, forward but tease for you there. The basic rule we're talking about there is when things aren't working, you should probably change them, which was why Bielsa ended up getting sacked because we teams kept scoring the same goal against us, yeah. more or less, and that happens now. With well, I mean, the, some of the marking in against Fulham was we're finding new ways to concede goals. We were making really sure of it. I felt with that third goal by no one marking anyone. And you, uh, yeah, I was listening to propaganda, and um, the marking was one thing, but it all Liam Cooper, who should be better than this by now, but he gets caught at the throw in. Mitrovic moves when the throw in's about to oh, take. Not, not the old bloody moving again. And Cooper is it takes him about a half second, if not more to react and he's just completely and Mitrovic is in front of him from memory and he's just but he's completely both feet flat on the floor and Mitrovic is on the move receiving the ball before Cooper's gone oh shit and then he's then Mitrovic is free and it, it creates that um, domino effect where everybody is scrambling like why is Mitrovic on the ball in our penalty on the edge of our penalty area now and then everyone's running around trying panic, to fix it panic and it is um, you know they sent Liam Cooper out after the game to say three sloppy goals and we've got to do better. And it's like, I mean, he's not League One Liam anymore. He shouldn't be letting Mitrovic, of all people who he's played against so many times, do him that easily 
and things like that are almost, yeah, you can't really, I don't know if you can have a go at Jesse Marsh for stuff like that because... Can we just put it all in the bin? Wake up on a cut on a, a throw-in is pretty basic stuff. Yeah, it is. Um, I don't know if it's one of his 13 phrases, but maybe expand it to 14 and it's like... <laughs> I'm detecting a note of scorn in your voice, Moscow, but we, do, we probably don't need to go over, uh, over Marsh. Let's wake up Mar- in German. <laughs> Vic up <laughs> over Marsh. I, I love his German. Over Marsh. What's the one again. he was talking about when it was? Uh, uh, yeah, we have a midweek game. You know, the Germans have a phrase. A phrase for that. It's mid mid fuck. Wach auf is what it is. <laughs> Never would have worked up. it out. Wach auf. Um, anyway, the um, poor fella. If things do continue on a similar trajectory uh, after the World Cup break, we do have a slightly longer, uh, a longer wait for the resumption of our campaign. Are you happy or sad about the game being moved? against Man City at home on Boxing Day to the Wednesday night at the 8 or 8 o'clock. I mean, I do kind of hate Boxing Day games, I have to say. Why? Interferes with your drinking? Well, you're just generally a bit knackered still from the day before, aren't you, when you think? And it's sometimes like... It's nice to have a day off after the Christmas day, isn't it? It yeah. would be a bit like dragging yourself to Ellen Road just to watch us get absolutely fucking spanked all over the place as well, which I wouldn't be looking forward to immensely. Although, you know, get to see Haaland, he's a big freak, isn't he? Yeah. Get, to have a, get to marvel at him. But yeah, I mean, the bad bit really is that it pushes the Newcastle game closer to that game, doesn't it? So we don't have as much time to recover. So we've basically got a huge, huge break and then like a couple of days to get ready for the Newcastle game, whereas they have extra time to repair. But it's one of those things that whoever is manager at that point, it may be Jesse Marsh. They'll probably complain about it, but it's the clubs that always choose this. Because whenever Amazon say, oh, we've got a new package of games and everyone goes, oh, more money, is it? Yeah, brilliant, we'll have some of that. And then the games come around and everyone goes, oh got all these bloody games to play it's stupid this who's agreed to this but <laughs> you did lads the, the clubs all agreed to it yeah. because you all wanted an extra like 10 million quid each or whatever and now you're stuck with it so I don't know we'll probably lose both anyway yeah <laughs> there's the timings of the rearrangements as well because they were um, get in the bin they were late uh, naming those games as well weren't they, they were at least nearly two weeks late wasn't two it? weeks yeah. late and then another a side effect is that um Leeds Rhinos have a traditional Boxing Day festive challenge fixture against Wakefield Trinity, which is supposed to play their first, uh, their big money-spinning pre-season opener. And this year, they'd moved it to the 27th um, to oh. avoid clashing with us playing Manchester City at Elland Road, and then that gets moved anyway. So, th- Won't somebody think of the egg chasers? Well, I mean, it's them, and then it's people who I hadn't got as far as arranging what I'm doing at Christmas yet, but pretty close to thinking oh well I'll probably have to come back on Boxing Day morning instead of coming back on a different date and people you know trying to book trains at the festive period is a nightmare at the best of times and all that kind of stuff none of it helps and yeah. and what's the result is that some um, Amazon gives some money to Leeds but <laughs> they don't that nothing doesn't improve anything <laughs> What's the point? And Amazon makes more money too which they don't need yeah Jeff Bezos might go to space sooner <laughs> I might have to, get, might have to go with him. <laughs> just leave me. Yeah, just just fire me out into space. No spacesuit, that'll do. <laughs> just pump me out into the vacuum. Oh, anyway, well done to the the twenty ones. They're pissing that league. You've not, you've not even covered the other move. I'm not bothered about the West Ham. Well, it's like to well. oh, protecting rest periods, whatever. I'm quite. For, I'm glad there's the not a New Year's Day game because they're always shit as well. Playing, yeah. yeah, playing New Year's Eve though, which I think mm. is worse. Yeah. yeah, it probably is. I was looking forward to. I've, Got a mate who's been Newcastle as well, and I like to go up and have a night out there, so that's ruined that. Yeah. Why has it ruined it? Because it's New Year's Eve, isn't it? It would be amazing. It's, gar- <laughs> it's garbage. It's so New Year's Eve now. Plus, yeah. like, I probably won't go down too well at home either. How are we seeing in the new year? <laughs> Not here. 
<laughs> I'll be under the Tyne Bridge. I wasn't. I was in Newcastle for the Millennium actually. Yeah. Any good? That's fine. <laughs> well, there you go. If it was fine then, it should be all right. Twenty two years later, <laughs> not much has changed. <laughs> It'd be twenty three years later actually. Well, uh, I can't and, do the maths on that. Of course, that was ridiculous. Yeah, twenty two and three six five. Never mind twenty two. Let's do twenty ones. Hey, Ooh, uh, yeah. that's a good segue. They're doing dead well. Top of that league, they're going to win it. Great. Women also top of their league, but teams below have games in hand. Uh, but there's only one promotion place in that league, we've said before. But they are through in the FA Cup because they beat South Shields in that 5 Speaking 1 of away. Tyneside? Mm. Yeah. They, well done. Do you want to sit in this chair? Right there in uh, Jarrow. I knew this because I looked up where that stadium was because on the highlights, it seemed to have like a big breeze block prison wall forming one end of the ground and it's actually is it um, do they play at the Gateshead Stadium mm, yeah, yeah. I, I got past, used to go past it a lot it's like a cement factory that's behind it yeah or, um, but it's weird the perspective made it look like it was part of the stand but then when you looked on Google Maps uh, there's like a road in between so that's interesting thanks for that yeah, yeah. I, know the, I don't know the area well as will anybody who's been there <laughs> nice part of the world yeah it's great Time for Liverpool away. I say time. Saturday night at a ridiculous time. Whose idea was that, Michael? Eh? In hey? the football clubs. Yes. <laughs> and Jeff Bezos, probably. What's this on? Or is it Sky this Sky, one? Sky, so it's a Murdoch move. That long-term bastard. They're all, they're all in the same thing He together, used to be they? good when he was in the A-team. I don't know what happened to him. <laughs> uh, well, they are playing away at Ajax on Wednesday night at Liverpool in the Champions League. We can only hope maybe they're getting the ferry back rather than flying because we know that Liverpool are very conscious about the environment and so on and so forth. Yeah. Rough crossing. Sustainability. Rough crossing. Everyone gets on the ale. Maybe a fight breaks out. There's some arrests. I mean, it'd be a long ferry, won't it? Because presumably it'll go up around Scotland to get back to <laughs> Liverpool. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Well, they have got that ferry across the Mersey, haven't they? So Yeah, I don't think it connects with Holland. Though. I don't, that one doesn't go No, there. I don't think it's the same. I don't think it's one. the same ferry. They need the Benelux ferry. Yes. Um, they, they're not, they've not had a great start uh, by their own standards, not our standards and are upper mid-table, whereas we are lower mid-table at the minute. Very much the lower end of mid-table. <laughs> and are clearly out of the title race, and I say that with confidence because I think Klopp has already said it as well. They don't consider consider themselves in it this year. Mane was the glue that held them all together, it turns out. And all those other players who were injured. <laughs> which, think ones, which ones are they? It's probably not helped. Oh, it's like loads of them. <laughs> <laughs> now when Nunes was out, they've got, um, well, Luis Diaz and Jota are both out injured as well, so if you've already sold... Um, Mane and then you add those ones to the pile it's it's probably not ideal for them I mean still they do still have some strikers so mm. I'm sure they'll be fine long term I don't think they're going to go down no no I quite enjoyed um, Thiago's ear problem that's why he uh, he's been out with a hamstring injury and then missed the Nottingham Forest game uh, with an ear infection that he woke up at 5.15am uh, um, in the middle of the night in the team hotel and they had to take him straight. He was in that much pain, he had to go to the hospital with a bad ear. It's when you know you've got injury problems. An ear, infe- an ear infection is not fun, though. It's swimming no. in the Mersey. Yeah. Should have yeah. got the ferry. <laughs> They've got one. It says, it's interesting. Klopp was talking about this. I was quite intrigued because you don't often get a, an ear infection as a sort of a football subject. But he's saying um, uh, there was no chance for him to do anything. We drove him home. The decision was taken at 5.15 a.m. He woke up in the middle of the night and had the problem. I woke up an hour later, but the decision was taken the moment he woke up and the doctor went there and they went to hospital. So I don't know if they have like a, if the injury situation is so bad <laughs> that they have a doctor sort of sit in the room <laughs> just in case they wake up. Anything wrong? Right, hospital. <laughs> See the piss. Okay, good. Let me know if it stings. 
Because <laughs> it could be, I could be it. <laughs> Handing out cranberry juice. <laughs> oh dear me! And we, I think it was Phil. Was it Phil said this? Um, maybe in the uh, in the analysis of uh, of Fulham. So in many ways, is it, is it worse that Liverpool have had a little bit of wobble? Because it does give you that little glimmer of hope. If this was like last season's Liverpool, you'd think, ah, oh, well, we're going to go there, we're going to lose. Who cares? But then, because they, because they're just a bit subpar, and we've seen Forest beat them. There's just that tiny corner of your mind goes. Could we? I think Forest beating Liverpool was all part of the malaise of this weekend as well. Was yeah. that you went, oh, we're down then, aren't we? Because <laughs> we can't even beat Fulham or Leicester. Forest are beating Liverpool. Probably go, they'll probably finish Champions League places now. <laughs> They've got a brilliant I massive enjoy, squad. I, I enjoy so much how you catastrophize. It's great. Yeah, so I think that was Liverpool basically added to an already shit weekend by losing to Forest. Yeah, very much so. There's an element there as well. If Forest can beat them, why can't we? For Leeds, yeah, it's the it's the way. It but, and then, but then there's also the 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 very small sample size, but it's still a sample size of this season of going well. We did pretty well against Arsenal. Mm. We did really we well against Chelsea. Chelsea. Could we? Yeah, we could. And you know, if they've got loads of injury problems, they've got they're in Ajax tonight. Whereas we've got a a week of training. That t- Dutch town of Ajax. Yes. Well, they're <laughs> they're in the Ajax. Amsterdam Arena. They're, they're playing them. Don't pick on me. They're in Amsterdam, um, stoned out of their tiny minds. And uh, so there's also, there are those kind of, we can catch them tired. And I know the whole, isn't the whole reason we're playing them on Saturday night is to, so that they can have a little rest coming back. That's part of the logic. You have to leave this gap between the times. And so... I'm sure Klopp, Klopp will let us know. Well, Klopp was, this, it's because Klopp was moaning on and on about noon kickoffs. He's like, I can't believe you would make us play at noon. And so the solution is you play at night and then he lets you off. Doesn't shout at you. Um, but that's why we're playing Saturday night. And is that going to be enough time? Will that make the difference? Or will he just want to use that as an excuse? Again, well, they should have played at five in the morning when our doctors were available. It would be very Leeds. I've said this before, and I am sort of just tongue-in-cheek because I do expect us to lose this, but wouldn't it just be so bloody Leeds of us to win this? Just to spite us all for being miserable yeah. this week. Just as they've lined up another manager to come yeah. in for Bournemouth, and then yeah. they have to go, ooh, do we sack him now? Can we sack him now anyway? Well, it's... I think as I was I was talking before about the potential future insufferability of Jesse Marsh. I'm not tongue-in-cheek. I can just picture it. It's like, well, you know, when he... Because he's, he's talked about going into politics at one point. He's not ruled it out when he was asked... And I can imagine him doing a stump speech and saying, you know, I was out against Fulham and then I brought it back. I can picture that. But I think worse would be if we do beat Liverpool, Radvitsani's going to tweet, Angus Kinnear's programme notes for the Bournemouth game, Victor Orta shouting at people, so <laughs> wading into the away end at Enfield, trying to strangle anybody who ever doubted him. You see, you see. And then uh, obviously it's the defeat to Bournemouth that puts us right back to square one. But it's kind of um, it's kind of reached that point where you don't necessarily want them to have anything to be pleased about. <laughs> I'd love us to beat Liverpool. You know, I can't ever get I into the mindset mean, yeah. of like, oh, I hope we lose because this will this happen, that will happen. It's more accepting that a byproduct of us winning this game will be an increase in the sort of smug confidence um, that might keep this going longer than it would otherwise. And yeah, the... The tweet, the inevitable, because Saturday night as well, mm-hmm. and, uh, Andrea will have a drink before the game and then we win and then it will be like, God, somebody will, you know, do we trust any of them to take his phone off him anymore? Is anybody, or it'll be like, no, go on, they've earned this one, Rads. Get that tweet somebody, out there. Somebody needs to put screen time on his phone, don't they? <laughs> but, they but they'll turn it off for this. They'll, they'll, they'll 
Circle the wagons. Nah, they'll group right it. Let's right. all write it together. <clears throat> we'll show him. Think, think, <laughs> what do you think it actually happened in Victor Altavoz? Because he does his more um, effusive moments has always been with between effusive someone going, giving it the sort of hold me back everyone thing. Next time, let him go see what happens. Yeah, interesting. probably just getting kicked in by a pensioner in the West Stand. <laughs> now that'd be worth seeing. In fairness, oh dear, Phil Hayes doing his kickboxing, isn't he? Maybe it's uh, those two need to get in the ring. I think Phil was kind of giving it the biggin about his kickboxing the other week, wasn't he? Yeah. Saying, how much better, saying how much better he's got. Yeah, you should have a fight with him and say, we'll oh, just test it. What, he's on his, working his head. way up to Victor Orta. <laughs> I'll go for the soft bit on his head. See that scar. Oof. <laughs> like a newborn baby when the skull's not quite... Exactly. Yeah. It'll split just, in half with, yeah. a, with a good chop. You know his weak spot. <laughs> uh, don't, back, don't hit Phil's soft head. Yeah, no, he's a nice man. He's a really nice man. Um, back to Liverpool and the big... Uh, tactical revelation. Go on, Michael, deliver it. Do you want any sort of drum roll or build-up? Well, or? I, th- I think Moscow should, given he was the very first person who put us onto internet. Charlatans. Charlatans who scored. Got, I mean, they're, they're, and that's a decade, isn't it, of or more of incredible, detailed statistical service. People think analytics and stats-based um, football work is like a new, hip thing. Been doing it since back in the day and uh never bettered frankly um so who scored.com using uh their incredible detailed algorithm before, before been... you get to the, the, the climax here, i just want to say as well if you notice that they've they've changed what they do how they present now as well because what we normally do is we'll pop on there and there's we get a screen grab of the characteristics of the opposition but they've actually done like a head-to-head characteristics mm. now haven't they of the two teams that are featuring in the game which has saved us some work innovators they're just yeah. constantly innovating they've got our I mean, strengths right they started <laughs> They started 10 years ago, so far ahead of the game, it was untrue. And they just keep innovating ever since to keep themselves even further further out there. Nobody does an analysis like this. And we're, I think, proud to continue this uh, association that has never quite blossomed into a sponsorship. No, it hasn't. They're the losers. But yeah, they reckon we play with width, which is mad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Lead they... style. Attacking down the left. Yep. Uh, right. Aggressive, true. Play the offside trap. I mean, we try. Consistent first 11, I mean, that's got to be before the last um, week when we had four changes at Leicester and six um, against Fulham. And yeah, play with width. Do we? Do we, do we, do we? I suppose with Sinistera tries. Mm. I just wonder if that's the uh, incessant passing out to the fullback that then goes back to the centre-half. Yeah. I mean, Sheer we, number of touches in yeah. a wide area. Sinistera was out there a lot more on uh, Sunday and there were those big diagonals finding him, but the question is always what happens from there, which is penalty spot, basically, and the D. And um, the goal that we scored is probably right because that went out. Did it go to Sinistera first? And then he gave it to Aronson and he plays a square ball across the front of the penalty area that Harrison, um, and there's the other end of the width. So wherever, if Sinistera is out near the touchline and then he plays it inside to Aronson and then the other winger is basically on the of the penalty area and then he beats their player he was quite uh, I don't know why their player didn't just cut that out but then he was through and fluffed the chance and Rodrigo scored that's us doing width that's us us doing us things a team that really does play with width would be Sinistera on one touchline would look up and he'd see um, Harrison on the other touchline and opportunities to kind of Oh, and, and they'd they'd wave at each other because the ball was going through the middle (laughs) talk about lead strengths Michael Mind you, have we got this long? Stealing the ball from the opposition. Great, that's it. Which is true. It's true. It is true. What are Liverpool's strengths? And also, I'm... it's what we try to do, so Jesse can be proud of that. Obi pins this up 
does a presentation, guys, look at this. It's they've they've seen the good that you're doing before giving it straight back to them. Should be the the thing it says. Yeah. It says after that there is that. Uh, yeah. that, but that's also kind of part of the plan, isn't it? The weaknesses are, are probably about right for us. Stopping opponents, creating chances, avoiding in- individual errors, defending against through balls, protecting a lead, defending against skillful players. Playing football is about the size of it there at the minute, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, Liverpool strengths, though, lots of attacking set pieces. Coming back from losing positions, attacking down the wings, defending set pieces, creating scoring chances, counter-attack, protecting the lead. Shit. <laughs> How, why are they only eighth? They've got loads of mm-hmm. Loads of good things going from. Well, they need to. Uh, they also probably Jurgen Klopp needs to get this up on a screen. Say, mm. come on, guys, this this we should be getting more from this. Is there any way of knowing what Jesse's going to do in this? Given this Tombola team selection <laughs> over the past week, it feels like there'll be another Tombola, doesn't it? Do you think Joffy starts just because oh, yeah. people have said it? And he's from, from Liverpool. Yeah, he's actually. Isn't he? Is he? A, is he his Liverpool fan? I think he is a Liverpool. Yeah. yeah think, oh, that's good one, though. Yeah, Academy Dreams. It was. Really yeah, Adam Farshaw back with his. Broken whatever it is this week. Everything. I can't remember. Broken oh, everything. Because he popped up with a uh, a UFC fighter, didn't he? Mm. And I was I kind of ashamed to say because I like him. I'd forgotten about Adam for sure. And I'm wondering if, because Jesse Marsh, when he does his injury updates, tends to always say, you know, Stewie is doing this and that and he's going to be coming to America with us. Um, apart from him and maybe a little knock here and there, everybody else is available. Adam Forshaw is clearly not available, but he just doesn't seem to ever give an update on, <laughs> forgotten about him. on whether he's injured, whether he's not, and and what he's doing. And then I just see him in um, Liverpool's changing room in a big puffer jacket with Stuart Downing and an, an, an ultimate warrior. And I'm like, well... <laughs> an ultimate warrior. Whoever it was. And I'm just kind of, <laughs> what's Adam Forshaw's deal? Because in pre-season, <laughs> I thought... Ropes around his arms. <laughs> before he got injured, there was a bit of... Um, I could see Forshaw working in this team. I think it was the Brisbane game he played really well and he set up a goal with a um, he just intercepted a pass and first time passed it to Dan James and Dan James scored it's like wow if we do that all season then this could go really well but he's I know where Dan James is I don't know what Adam Forshaw's up to and I'd like to know I'd like him to be um, maybe it would be I'd like him to be happy and I'd like him to be playing well for Leeds because I think it would help if we had more of our our players playing well Do we need to bring Junior Furpo in to counter Mo Salah? I mean no one's saying anything now <clears throat> he's a specialist he's a specialist left back one of the best in the world says who didn't Jesse say something like that well, Jesse says a lot of things <laughs> <laughs> so he, he does a unique skill set or something uh, I've yeah, we were talking weren't we about like I think it was over on um, was it Propaganda Extra we were talking about feelings about this and, and getting more empathetic as you get older mm-hmm. and trying to be nicer you know from a human angle about these things and remembering that these are people too. I really don't want to see Junior Furpo in a lead shot ever again. I've just that's, that's how I feel about it this week. I've just looked back to Anfield last year. We were. I'm sure he's a nice man. Um, we actually started all right at, at Anfield and Mo Salah scored his penalty and then 18 minutes, Junior Furpo, yellow card. Um, <laughs> but to his credit, as always, he then played um, all the way through to full time without getting a second one. It is one of his sort what, of. What was the score? Talents. Yeah, the score wasn't great. That's because referees leave him on because they see it, it would do him, it would do us no good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's um, get into the match forecast then quickly to uh, to round this up. This is what who scored in their head-to-head analysis have said. They predict for the match that Liverpool will make a comeback if they go behind. Big very, if. Very likely. Big if. Liverpool will create many scoring chances. Mm. That seems likely. Mm-hmm. And Liverpool will stray offside often. Also likely. Doesn't say anything Coops. about us, does it? No. Run it. Well, it does. It says that we're going to... 
kept them offside a lot. Coops is going to uh, marshal that back line. That, hu- that high back line. That mm. high, narrow back line. <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose, I mean, if uh, the fullbacks are off trying to provide fake width, it means there's only two players have to organise the offside trap, so that should make it easier. Only two of you have got standing <laughs> sort of in the same place. What happens if there are three players trying to break it? Well, yeah, still, you just stand in front of them. I suppose you do it well and then it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. So that's if we just catch all their players offside at all times, nothing um, can possibly go wrong. And just a final thought on this. You've, there's always that issue, that issue of going to Anfield as well and, and the ref mass, being a massive homer. It's Stuart Atwell who sent mm. off Sinistera the other week against Villa. So there's Have that, you calmed down about that yet, Moscow? Is that to contend with? We would have beaten Palace with Sinistera. Well, maybe that's what they sent send Sinistera off again just to hamper our chances in this game mm. of what will be an obvious Leeds win. Ah, oh, sod it, Leeds win. I'm going for Leeds win. What are you saying? No, nah, we'll lose. It'd make a hell of a story, so yeah, let's do it. Let's do Leeds let's, win. <laughs> let's bring on uh, everybody after the game with all the, the confidence of saying, you see, you thought you thought after Fulham there was no coming back. Um, let's let them have their last moment before we lose to Bournemouth and Spurs and <laughs> everything goes wrong again. We've got, this is the start of the winning streak. We beat Liverpool. It's a springboard for the season. We go on, we beat Bournemouth. We get clear of the, the bottom three just before the break. Because like we, we saw Spurs are trash as well because they lost mm. to Newcastle. So Newcastle who had a really good start in the fourth. And have spent £200 million. Pounds. Yeah. yeah. But they're pretending not that they didn't. Oh, we didn't spend any more than anybody else. Uh, there is, I mean, there are those bits, the stats that say we're mid-table and then the, the start against Fulham and the, there was a, bit at the start of the second half when we kind of had a lot of the ball and we did all right and if we just concentrate because all the goals were set pieces so if we concentrate on set pieces those don't happen and then take a chance take a couple of chances what you're saying is if everything goes in our favour and nothing goes against us then we'll be fine and I agree Moscow well there's I don't know there are just those football football is is a far more it's on a knife edge isn't it far more than you would ever believe you know we go into it feeling miserable but it is, moments turn games. And you never, you never know, this is why we're still here. I mean, and the, the other point about this is that I don't want to feel any more apathetic and miserable than I do right now. So why bother indulging it? Let's I mean, just say Leeds win. Leicester are maybe the, uh, the other example as well. They basically changed nothing, just continued with Brendan Rodgers, convinced that he's going to um, lose his next game and be sacked. And then they beat us and win the next game 4-0. So it's kind of... So we win 4-0. Stuff can happen. Stuff can happen. No, this is 2-0. We're 2-0 win. 4-0 against Bournemouth. Right. Okay. Fine. We'll take that. Okay. So will I. Yes. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. To, uh, to Heroes and Villains then, and um, the Ken Bates Villain of the Week Award first. Uh, loads of people are going for the board and Jesse. How to split the two of them. Yeah. They're, they're kind of one and the same. They might be split soon. That's true. Although, what, what will Victor Orta do? He was his man, wasn't he? I mean, he's. I think that's why we've not sacked him yet, because he made such a big deal about it in the first place. So he was like, Probably really, part, I really could do with this working. Part of it will be that they, if they do believe in him long term, then do you imagine you can get through the short term pain and the long term reward? Mm, I'd like to just pick this one out just because it makes me sound good. Um, Dickie Wood is saying that uh, Victor Orta should be nominated for shite recruitment overall Matt Target was a good call Dan so easy to get a decent Premier League ready player yeah thanks man I don't want Matt Target no I didn't really want him either I just wanted somebody <laughs> that's not Julie Furpa but no um, he asked, I, I looked at this because you, you mentioned him last year and I was like that's an interesting one wasn't he Target's he was Villa's player of the season yeah when you're talking about fell out. who did he fall out with was that Gerard? yeah but it was sort and of he got Digna from uh, but it was, Fred Dibner yeah, but all that happened right at the end of the transfer window. So it needed we we would have had to try and buy Aston Villa's best player from them. I don't know. No, if he, he went to Newcastle on loan initially in it? January. Yeah, and then thirty first of January. So it was right. But at then the they end. signed him permanently in the summer. Yeah, yeah. You know I mean, so but I should have just nipped in in the summer and signed him. Oh, maybe in the, this summer. But you were talking about this last season. Well, whenever. Anyway. Anyway, just somebody said agreeing with me, so I just wanted to, to mention it. That <laughs> so I, I had to put you both in, back in your box. Although I am nominated further down by Scrooge for uh, for my hopeful statistics. What? Because it wasn't my statistic, was it? You it was, kept mentioning it. it. Yeah, but it was tongue-in-cheek and you know that and now you're all just using it as a stick to beat me with. I actually support you on the statistics. They might be the thing that keeps us up. But the eight points in five games thing, yeah. yeah. 96% chance of staying up. That does give 4% of, of failure. Yeah, but also 96% of success. So yeah. I believe in you. Thanks, man. I, the problem is, I don't think the, ta- the current table respects that statistic and the current odds suggest we are going the fuck down. You don't get relegated in October. He's right, you know. That's true. But you don't stay up in August either, which is what, which is what Dan is doing. <laughs> nope, let's ignore that. Uh, other nominations then, Bamford, everything, which is very much uh, speaking to your kind of mindset there, <laughs> when you just want to chuck it all in the bin. Rodrigo and Furpo, uh, Mark Jackson, Leeds fans as well, people happy with unhappy with getting sacked in the morning. So Mark MG Jackson's Hedges. an interesting one because um, Dremit points out says, uh, he's the set-piece coach, is he not? And he's doing the set-piece coaching, but he's not a set-piece coach. And that may be part of the problem. It's not, maybe not necessarily Mark Jackson's fault. But it's like when George Graham used to play him in central midfield when he wasn't a central midfielder. But we've just given him that as like an extra duty instead of finding a specialist set-piece coach who is doing it full-time. And it's whether, is that the best way of approaching set pieces Liverpool had a bloody throwing coach come in once a month or whatever he's a freelance guy isn't he Yeah, based in Europe somewhere comes in and just does, does a bit of throwing coaching once a month and we've got Jacko doing like a couple of extra hours a week to top up his other work I'm sure he's busy enough before Jesse was like do you want to do set pieces as well that, I mean Dremit's comment here says uh, Marsh can't make strikes stick to his man in that moment but he can 
if he tells him to. So I think I think the indiv- say you, you either stick with a man or you go and attack the ball one of the two and they don't seem to be you know the between one, one yeah, or the other the second goal that was the thing that stood out is that there were three players there none of whom knew what to do and that's not just set maybe it is set piece coaching and it's just a general, general organisational tactical yeah. yeah they shouldn't the, the ideal is that things like that players should be coached so well that they just do those things instinctively because they know what the coach wants them to do in those situations and then they have the mental capacity for all the creativity and the the improvisation on top. And what you saw in that moment was three players who just didn't know what they were supposed to do. And it's not good. I think this is maybe where Bielsa's influence is negative for us watching this because there was a time we would have looked at players and gone, individual mistakes, bad players. And then we said that about all of the hecking bottom team. Mm-hmm. And then Bielsa came in and made them all look good. And all of a sudden we could defend. And it was like, okay, so, so a, a system can overcome individual problems if you design it in a way and train them properly yep. uh, and we haven't particularly seen that have we although uh, I will raise this uh, Tim Howard um, it may be relevant that he was a US men's national team goalkeeper mm. maybe a um, part of him but he uh, he was talking about the problems after the Fulham game he said it's that confidence but it's also you know bad habits are learned this Leeds team learned a lot of bad habits defensively under Bielsa Jesse Marsh doesn't want to play that particular way, but he's still dealing with players who learned bad habits, particularly defensively. So all the bad habits that you're seeing amongst our players, particularly defensively, are all Marcelo Bielsa's fault. And Jesse Marsh is just trying to fix the uh, three years of rampant success (laughs) (laughs) during which they all learned terrible, terrible habits. You know, the days when... They wouldn't even look at a cake instead of in case it damaged their ability to run for a hundred minutes on a Saturday. Bad habits. Just you know, so Tim Howard there, who speaking on um leave speaking on an American television channel to uh, about uh, from his position of former Amer- uh, US men's national team goalkeeper, you you've gotta say he will know what he's talking about. I mean we do have a bit of a bias, I think, for for Marsh, because there were when you listen to some of the coverage of it, and like Steve Nichol was kind of blaming the players, um, and I saw someone on Wacko discussing that clip, saying how the, on ESPN they're basically desperate to not blame Marsh too much because they were quite invested in him doing well in the yeah. in the Premier League because it'd be a good thing for be a good thing for American managers as a whole and maybe for Jesse Marsh because they want him to be they see him as a future national team manager and all this sort of stuff. And we have can it, start now if they want someone <laughs> someone blaming who is this is. The Everton fan who's a TSB Plus subscriber, which is still strange to me, but he's he's blaming. Hello, he's, he's, What's he's, his name? Name him. Well, he's he's um, he's Pat the Fat Frank agnostic Everton fan. Right. Is what his his username is. But he's blaming Bamford and Rodrigo, saying as much as you want to blame Jesse, not finishing chances is killing teams. Yeah, you don't, you don't get is, that many chances true. in the Premier League, so you've got to take them, haven't you? We're just talking about both Hakimbottom and the style of football. John P singles out Red Bull, describing it as an awful, awful style of play. And an awful, awful drink. Yeah, that came from an awful, awful stable of clubs uh, and a description, a worrying description of Red Bull football that he found uh, after doing some reading on the internet, which is obviously a good place to find anything, makes you think. Uh, Red Bull clubs tend to deploy an aggressive brand of attractive football at a high intensity. One of the cornerstones of the Red Bull philosophy is to be active with and without the ball. So basically, it's it's what Heckingbottom used to say, with and without the ball, and still does probably. It's essentially soft drink-based Paul Heckingbottom tactics piss off. It's so successful elsewhere, though. It is kind of heartbreaking that we've got the shit end of it because one of them's winning the Austrian league every year. One's but the, Champions the, yeah, League but places the key, in Germany. The keyword, the keyword's there, Austrian league. But, you know, like Leipzig beat Real Madrid last year. Yeah, but night. they're not doing the 
the out and out penis ball, are they anymore? No. I don't think. And that's the one of the other key factors here is that it's had to be adapted for it to be sustainable and successful. Sheffield United are in the playoffs. Peckin Bottom's got them up to oh. fifth. It's a ludicrous league, though, is that? This brings me, this brings me back to the every, uh, the nomination for everything being uh, villain of the week. Their last five games are lose, lose, draw, lose, draw. <laughs> Who's top at the moment? Uh, it's Burnley, isn't it? Yeah, it's um, so maybe we do need to either get Sean Dyche in or Vincent Company, whichever, and then Tyler Roberts, QPR, are second, Blackburn third, Swansea, Sheffield United, and then uh, Craswell and Shackleton's Millwall. Who, whenever I see them, it seems to be Rowett can't decide how many defenders to play, and yet their form is draw, win, 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 win. Hate what a all. weird division. Hate it all. Yeah. Um, who's having the, the Villain of the Week award then? Probably bored. Yeah, it feels more bored. Part of me was thinking... I'm uh, sorry, I'm just going to say I'm enjoying, by the way, the existential crisis. I mentioned parents in there, sorry. And what's that name? Is it Lou... Louisou? Louisou. Louis House. My parents for having conceived and con- consequently leading to birth uh, of me occurring in Leeds they put me up to this and now 25 years later I've sat hungover watching Jesse Marsh send a clueless team out to crumble again yeah I get it stupid parents mm. yeah do put, we, some, uh, put something on the end of it as Jerry McCall used to shout I often do remark this to my dad that this is all his fault when things go bad the, um, in the, for life now though aren't we in for life who is it sorry the chance on Sunday was sack the board and would we would we sack the board and keep Jesse is that an option um, would you like that <laughs> seeing with a new a new Men above him. I think Jesse is part of the board. That's how uh, I think of him. Sack close. So sack all of them. Mm. Right, sack a lot of them. Yeah, might as well. Jesse <laughs> and the board. It is, yeah, it feels at the moment, we won't do it at length, but you can kind of, this all feels like a judgment on what happened kind of last season and the, the fact that this is all supposed to be the long-term plan of how we move on from finishing ninth in the Premier League. That's the point at which they were already talking to Jesse Marsh and thinking about who the next coach is going to be. And now we're seeing those plans to come to fruition, the temptation to jump back into a time machine and stop them <laughs> is is very, very strong. The, part of the problem with sat the board is it feels there's a sort of collective responsibility there, but it also means no one has to take responsibility because Rajasani can kind of go, oh, well, I'm, I own most of this, but you know, there's the 49ers and, and stuff. They're kind of, that dilutes some of the blame. And then Victor Alter goes, well, I've, there's these bits that have gone gone well and Angus is kind of, well, I just do paperwork for what the other people want to do. It feels like no one is actually kind of going, yes, this this is on me. The football things Jed York. that have happened mm. well, are, think, are my fault. I think Jed York and the 49ers and Pete Lowey, I think they're kind of distanced. They get a lot of criticism for not getting involved and I think that, they're, that they've not been involved is kind of, it, it leaves that room for Radrizzani and Kinnear and Orta to all be gone at some point and them to come in and go like, right, now we're going to run it properly because none of that was us. With There do seem to be the the silent aspect of the silent partnership. Um, I wonder sometimes if they've had a little bit of what I felt as well that after um, all the good work at promotion and everything and it's kind of, you say to the board, like, what, right, you've earned the rights to have your Premier League tilt at this and they've got this dream of like, we think we can get into Europe and that's as far as we can take it and after we've done a uh, a season in Europe then we'll we'll sell and somebody can take us into the top six and it could be that the I'm coming around to the idea that the 49ers kind of thing that sounds like alright well that, that all sounds good crack on and we'll be waiting to take over um, when you've either done everything you're going to do or it fails and it feels like we might be coming to closer because January 2023 is when the option is uh, ends isn't it 24 
Yes, exactly. So it's a year from this January to complete, and it's like, well, just well, do it in the World Cup break. Yeah, it's the just, just get it fucking done. I've I had enough. Sort I, it out. I would. Uh, I'd like to see. It feels like that's going to have to happen because you look at Angus Skinner in there. I know straight after the game in a, uh, a car park isn't the best of times. They none of that, and given how all in there they are on what this is supposed to be, it feels like if this doesn't work, another goal seems weird. Mm. Um, it's hard to conceive, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Did you find out what they're working hard on yet? No, it's a bit, but they're definitely working hard. But they're working hard behind the scenes. Yeah. So, so you shouldn't be surprised if they don't look like they're working hard, <laughs> or if you don't see any results of that work hard because it's behind the scenes. And it's, where, ongo- it's ongoing as and well. It's ongoing. Yeah. Um, it's asbestos removal in the West Stand still. <laughs> Very difficult work. So all that stuff is uh, is nothing to, is you know nothing that we need to go into any details about. Just be assured that there is hard work behind the scenes. Um, can we see it? No. Hey, listen, Are we going to see some results? As, no, probably not. My hard work goes to another school. It's dead interesting following, you know, we've been doing the um, the player of the season tracker and we've been scoring Jesse in among all this as well, that um, all the average scores for the players have now dropped below seven in the player of the year tracker because we get our TSB Plus members to score players and manager for each game. I mean, Jesse did improve on his Leicester performance of 1.19 out of 10 and he's gone up to 1.38 for Fulham. Yeah, he did. So it was a better showing. Um, so um, um, the player of the year I mean it's changed places a little bit but it's still Aronson Adams Melier Melier was leading but it's tight now so I mean Adams has essentially improved his score by not having to partake <laughs> in the Fulham game I think yeah, he's, so, he's one yeah. of his we've got Aronson on 6.88 out of 10 um, then 6.84 for Adams and then 6.82 for Melier so it's, it's going to be one of those what's three Junior Furpo's yeah. score? Junior well, Furpo's is 3.83 Michael okay. yeah the, the Leicester scores when I've been covered in any detail Junior Furpo got 2.28 Diego Llorente got 3.16. Those were the bottom two. Robin Cock got 3.49. I guess that's the price of an own goal and a, a half-time substitution. But I felt a bit bad for him because he's been really, really good this season. Can't deny the numbers, though, as Victor will tell you when it comes to Jesse. Rodrigo was 2.86. So he did. He was better than Junior Firpo in his half. Right, let's do the um, Gitano Barali Hero of the Week award. We gave it to Pat Bamford after Arsenal, hoping it would, uh, it would tee him up. Well, Pat, it didn't, Pat. Quite, didn't quite work. And Chris, Chris does ask the question. I think Chris might be right. We could just end the show here. A hero from that fucking lot is the question. Pat Bamford's making me feel like Frank Butcher. <laughs> Pate. 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 So we'll have a quick rattle through the nominations then. Um, Maybe he should get his hair done like Pat Butcher. That's next. It was heading that way. Yeah, he's got the. Because he did get it cut mm. for the Fulham game, but he didn't get it any short. I was hoping we mentioned this on the match ball. Shaved head, like the, Valen- like the Valencia semi-final when they all just like yeah boneheaded it. Or come out looking like Travis Bickle, meaning business. Yes, but uh, none of that. Just a slightly modified bouffant. So he needs to get a blue rinse on it and go full Pat Butcher. Right, um, Ailing, Somerville, Joffy, and some click. Koshak does nominate Ailing for the successful flop, which came within the first two minutes. Yeah, yeah, it was very good. That wasn't it? Yeah, he, that was good. Straight in. back back to his finest work. And should we mention Strike got uh, he? reverse flopped whoever the player was when he was kind of um, the player went down pretend trying to do an ailing flop and grab the ball and Stroik just pointed it's like mm. do I get a free kick and we, and we did yeah, and we did so it was good I wonder if ailing has managed to educate Strauk on like how to defend against what he does because mm. it was a perfect example of, uh, of, for, of not falling for a flop Lucy um, I think has probably nailed this one Michael by naming uh, nominating us us two she had a go our, po- our negativity, sorry. And clearly we knew more than her. 
time to turn the lights off and leave the positivity party. <laughs> what a great week it's been, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, basking it. It'll turn around. It'll be all right. We'll be all right at some point in the future. It feels good sometimes to just to lie down. Yeah, in a darkened room. <laughs> yeah. Uh, partners are uh, pulled out of the bag by a few people. Uh, fuck fizzy drink football. Irish and very annoyed and MOT Paul. All for, for for wags and partners and husbands and brothers and sisters and everybody just just putting up with being a, a miserable Leeds fan. Brothers, brothers, partners, brothers and sisters. No, I'm just, I was all, just trying, all one category. I'm just trying to just. It depends. It depends if you're in Burnley. Getting straight into it. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, have you got a wife and a girlfriend? Um, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> it seems unlikely to me. No. No. You've done well. You've done well to get one of the two. Yeah. I mean, it's it'd be too much like hard work, honestly. <laughs> I have it all on just getting through every day, to be honest. Mm. What if it was Lynn Gellhart? Because Joffy's got some nominations. <laughs> and Joffy's mum got in touch with Propaganda Extra, didn't she? So, she did, yeah. So yeah. that was good. Not the actual one. Yeah, Joffy got some nominations for basically coming on and doing things um, and people just essentially pissed off that we've not seen a bit more of him, given I mean, what absolutely cack. I could say. You can tell we've got to that totally nihilistic, tear it all down place again because someone uh, has just said that Jesse Marsh, Tin Roofer, I said, Gelhart, just go in January for your own sake. <laughs> like, same, get out of here. Greenwood playing ahead is a joke. I think uh, I do think that was a bit. We did. I felt like we barely even touched on that. But Greenwood starting ahead of Click, that was a little bit of a fuck you to Click. I thought. Well, especially because Click has played. I mean, Greenwood was fine. I didn't think he played badly. He shouldn't have been playing though, should he? Come um, on. We shouldn't be relying on Sam Greenwood in the Premier League to try and dig us out of a hole. And it was surprising because Click, whenever has come on in every game to do that job and it and came on in this game and he's got all the praise and Jesse said, you know, he's he's been great and he's just got to wait for his opportunity and he's, you know, so that was his opportunity. It was a little bit like the um, the Crystal Palace game when Sinistera was suspended and you're like, oh, okay, so we're going to start Gelhart and it's like, no, we're just going to go with the same old boring stuff but then this was a twist where it's like, I'm not going to go, no, it's not the obvious option, is it? It's the weird option. Like Tyler Adams is out, we're up against it what we're going to do. It's the same as dropping or resting players against Leicester when the sensible thing to do, you know, we have to bring Liam Cooper on at halftime anyway. Just carry the momentum forward. Get the points and then worry about whether the players are tired or not and then worry about why they're tired because three games in a week for Premier League footballers and when, especially with players like, you know, Liam Cooper, maybe he's struggling coming back from the injury that he had still, but he used to be fine with 46 games in a season when Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. I don't think he's become such a Premier League kind of hothouse flower that he can't cope with that anymore. At least he shouldn't. But yeah, the and yeah, re, and that means you're reintroducing your Rente against Jamie Vardy. And it's just kind of, not none of those things make sense. Greenwood only made sense as kind of like a, well, it worked at Brentford. But Click just seems like you want a sensible, experienced promotion was sensible isn't the word for click isn't it you want an experienced promotion winner and in fact his intelligence in a game is the kind of thing that we look like we're missing sometimes if you mm-hmm. want some leadership is you want somebody grabbing it by the scruff and saying no i'm 31 year old international footballer i can deal with this instead of sam greenwood who bless him is uh he played well I mean, he wasn't even in, of what he can do. He wasn't even a midfielder, was he, last year? He was only a midfielder at the end of the season. He's gone from striker to number 10 to deep line midfielder. <laughs> when we didn't have any. And he, he did pretty well there against um, Brentford, wasn't it? On the last day he played, he played in centre mid and did pretty well. But he wasn't considered to be a midfielder. I think he not could very be long one. Ago. He seems to be improving there. But then the red cards that he got the other week in the under 21s 
was the other side of being a midfielder where it was just, it was an absolute JB who is another midfield candidate and who has played there a lot more. As soon as um, Greenwood hacked this player down, he just put his hands on his head like, oh, he's going for that because he knew <laughs> exactly what sort of tackle it was. And it will have been the sort of tackle that JB probably made as a 14-year-old midfielder and a coach pulled him aside and said, you're not doing this in, in a, a professional environment. But then you, you, know, you move a player into that position who's never done it before and they don't know not to do that kind of thing. Greenwood, um, in that, he was basically pissed off about a challenge that had been about five minutes before in that game yeah. that the ref hadn't sent someone off for. So he thought, I'm going to get a red card. A bit, of, <laughs> blood, bit of bloody retribution. Uh, oh, well done to, to Brendan, by the way. Not at one. Different Brendan, who flew over with Sarah for their first ever game from Canada into that. I mean, you can't pick your first game. You've got no way of controlling what the outcome's going to be, but that's one hell of a baptism of fire, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And that's uh, the nomination that. comes from Tom. Right, who's your hero of the week? I mean, Somerville scored. That was good, I suppose. Joffy said it and I, felt, and I felt a bit sorry for Somerville because no one celebrated it either. It just rolled into the net and everyone went, yes, He led good. the charge to go and get the ball. He, he didn't try to celebrate it either, I think. He, and that's maybe heroic, sacrificed his goal. And also, I guess I have the apology as well because I forgot to put that goal into the headline on my <laughs> match report, which... Um, you thought it was 3-1 still. It felt like it, didn't I it? mean, I wrote about it in the actual text. There was a big bit about that goal being scored, but for some reason, I spent all morning, you know, it wasn't just a momentary thing. I, I looked at that, those words written out, Leeds United 1, Fulham 3, several times as I was pasting it into different places and stuff, and it was always at the top of the document. Because I still do the thing on Patreon where I, I read out my match reports if anybody ever wants to hear more of me. Which I, <laughs> yes, I would say that. With how, dare you, how dare you laugh at that? Um, it was the tone in which you said it. <laughs> I read that out as well. That begins with me saying Leeds United 1, Fulham 3. Um, and then, um, I can't remember his name now, but somebody did immediately respond. That's how I knew it. Somebody replied on there and I was like, I think you've forgotten something. So I had to do a little apology. Record it again, but just I just recorded that bit and uploaded it as a 30-second podcast of me reading the score <laughs> correction, properly. Correction. Yeah. That's how the pros do it, Moscow. Who's oh, your so, so is it, is Somerville, it, it's Somerville. my apology for that. And uh, yeah, he was great, heroic, um, selfless. Everything we uh, associate with a, a good young player, Michael. It's fine. You can have it. I'm not bothered. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's the majority. Fine. I'm not. I'm not even. I was going to put in an argument for Joffy, but fuck it. Yeah, he set it up. I mean, Somerville yeah. just finished it, didn't he? So let, let him fight over it. Stolen this. There you go. Then that wraps up the weekly show for for this week. We've got a new show coming as well. The TSB Guide Two is coming. Um, we're recording it after this, so look out for that. We're going to start with uh, with Alfie Harland. Different times, better times, happier times than this, maybe. The George Graham era. Yeah, the good part of the George Graham era anyway. Yeah, we'll speak to you in a bit. The Square Ball Podcast. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com style. 